What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in today's video I'm going to be talking about five running back sleepers that I think you guys should be looking to draft in fantasy football. These are going to be players that are going outside the top 36 running backs and then also outside the top 100 picks of your fantasy drafts. I know everyone kind of has a different definition of sleeper. That's the one that I'm going to be rolling with. So pretty much like your RB4s or later. And I also want to point out that these are sleepers who I don't think need an injury to be valuable. So I want to do a video kind of later on in the offseason, maybe in the next few weeks, talking about some of the best handcuffs. So guys, you know, playing behind a stud running back who may have value if that guy goes down. That is not what this video is going to be focused on. These are running backs that I think can be RB2s in your lineup without an injury happening around them. And if you guys do enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, um, and then let me know what you guys think about these sleepers. Do you think these guys have some upside at their price? How are we feeling? Let me know down below. I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. But let's jump into the first running back sleeper, and it is going to be Damian Harris. Right now, he's being drafted as the running back 38. And just looking at this Bills running back room, it's completely wide open at this point in the offseason. And I do think it's possible that Damian Harris is just straight up like the best running back on the roster here. We just found out that Naheem Hines is out for the season. And I think James Cook is someone who's interesting. He is being drafted ahead of Damian Harris, which I think is fair. But he's also a guy who struggled to carve out a significant role last season. And the only guy who was ahead of him was Devin Singletary, who's not like, you know, some world beater running back. I just kind of feel like Devin Singletary's a guy. Um, and Cook was also never able to really handle a significant workload, or not that he was never able to handle a huge workload, he just never has uh, handled a significant workload, both in college or at the NFL level. The most carries he's seen in a single season was 113. Damian Harris has proven himself to be a very efficient, pure runner in his three NFL seasons where he actually played like his rookie year, he pretty much had like zero involvement. In his three kind of like true NFL seasons, he has been in the positives for rushing yards over expected per attempt. In his best season in 2021, he was actually sixth in that metric. The three guys that were right ahead of him were Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, and Tony Pollard. So clearly he is in elite company as a pure runner. I think another interesting point is that even though he hasn't caught passes in the NFL, he actually was pretty involved as a pass catcher at uh, Alabama. In his senior season, he caught 22 passes um, of his 23 targets for 204 yards. So I'm not saying uh, Damian Harris is going to come in here and like take over the third down work from James Cook, but I just don't know if he's like the liability that you might think he is as a pass catcher based on what we saw out of his usage in New England, where he was pretty much like a non-factor as a pass catcher. So I think Damian Harris has the opportunity to come in, receive the bulk of the carries and goal line opportunities here for the Bills, which is going to be one of the top offenses in the NFL. I think he does have the potential to deliver a high touchdown season. And if he can hit a decent touchdown number, I do think he has like RB2 upside this season. Now shifting over to my next sleeper, it is going to be Devin A-Chain. He's being drafted as the running back 39. And I really think that if Delvin Cook ends up not signing with the Dolphins, you know, he might go to the Patriots. I think he's meeting with the Jets. It might be the day this video comes out. But if Dalvin Cook does not go to the Dolphins, I think A-Chain is going to end up being an absolute steal at his current price. Even if his ADP starts to rise, I still think he's going to end up being a great value. The current Dolphins running back room features A-Chain, Jeff Wilson, and Raheem Mostert. Those are going to be the main guys in this running back room. Towards the end of last season, Wilson and Mostert were in like a pretty even split. Like neither one of those guys was really pulling away from the other one. Looking at these two other options, 
Mostert is a 31-year-old running back who really relies on his speed and athleticism and is coming off a season where he was actually negative in rushing yards over expected. Then you have Jeff Wilson, who throughout his career has really never been more than like a committee member, you know, for the 49ers or the Dolphins last season. At 5'9", sub 200, A-Chain's never going to be a guy who's going to come in, handle a huge three-down workhorse role. It's just not going to happen. That's just not in the range of outcomes here for Devin A-Chain, but I actually think that's kind of like the beauty of this landing spot because Mike McDaniel is able to scheme up opportunities for his playmakers. A-Chain's a super versatile running back. He's a strong pass catcher and has crazy 4-3-2 speed. So A-Chain's an athletic freak. He can catch passes. You can use him creatively. And I think he has the upside of being like a fantasy running back too without a huge workload. You give this guy like 11 to 13 touches a game. You know, you're giving him seven, eight carries, targeting him four, five, six times a game. I do think A-Chain really can deliver. And as long as Delvin Cook does not join this team, I do think he has a pretty decent shot of beating out Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert for solid touches. And if he is able to do that, I'm just very confident that he's going to be very efficient with his opportunities. So that's going to be my second sleeper. Now moving into my third, it is going to be Tank Bigsby. He's being drafted as the running back 45. And I'm probably going to be leaving pretty much every draft I'm in with Tank Bigsby. I think some people may view him as a pure handcuff, and it's possible he does turn into a handcuff, um, but I'm actually not so sure that he's like locked into that defined handcuff role. From an outside perspective, like my opinion, I think Travis Etienne is a very solid starting NFL running back. He's proved to be an efficient runner last season. He was a strong college pass catcher, but in the grand scheme of things, right, like the Jaguars don't care what I think. They don't care what everyone else thinks about Travis Etienne as a player. It just matters what the Jaguars think about Travis Etienne, and we just have to look at some of the facts here. Etienne was not drafted by this current Jaguars coaching staff. The current coaching staff that did not draft him threw him into a committee with James Robinson to start off the season. This is the same James Robinson who was coming off of an Achilles tear and ended up completely falling out of the rotation with the Jets, and that was a Jets rotation that did not have Brees Hall, so it wasn't a talented Jets team. James Robinson wasn't even deemed good enough to really like take away opportunities from like Michael Carter. There was another dude down the stretch. I'm forgetting his name right now, but he was, you know, putting up some decent numbers for the Jets and James Robinson couldn't beat those guys out. After the Jaguars moved on from James Conner, they finally gave Travis Etienne a solid workload, but they pretty much like completely capped his receiving usage, which is something that I thought would give him a lot of upside for fantasy. ETN was also one of the least efficient running backs on the goal line. Like I believe it was ETN and Kenneth Walker were like the two worst running backs with a lot of opportunities on the goal line last season. Then we look back at their playoff game against the Chiefs. Jamichael Hasty outsnapped Travis ETN in the playoff game. The Jaguars right after the season was over, they re-signed Jamichael Hasty. They added Dearness Johnson. And now these aren't big names. Like I agree with that. Dearness Johnson is someone who's kind of been like under the radar throughout his career, but the fact that Jermichael Hasty is not a big name, not someone who's regarded as a super, you know, great running back option, the fact that he outsnapped ETN in a playoff game, the most important game of the season, that's at the very least like a little concerning. Then the Jaguars go out, they draft Tank Bigsby on day two. Tank Bigsby is a similar size running back to Travis Etienne. He caught passes in college. So I would really not be surprised to see a committee between Etienne and Tank Bigsby where we see Bigsby involved as a pass catcher 
and also potentially on the goal line. I think this is going to be a really strong Jaguars offense. And so I do think this is a running back room that's going to be putting up a lot of total points. And if this is a committee, I do think Bigsby could have some week-to-week value. Lastly, Doug McDermott is a head coach that has leaned into a committee in previous you know, coaching stints with the Eagles. He often opted for a committee. I just don't think the Jaguars had like a super competent second option behind or next to Travis Etienne to really operate a committee last season. So I think Tank Bigsby is going to have a role. I think people are kind of clouded with how they personally view Travis Etienne, where I feel like we have to step back and really just look at everything that has gone on with the Jaguars, how they've used Etienne, what moves they've made outside of you know Etienne at the running back position. I think Bigsby is going to be involved, and I think he's going to be more than a handcuff this season. Now shifting into my next sleeper running back, it's going to be Roshan Johnson being drafted as the running back 48. And this is going to be another rookie running back who I think can kind of work his way into a relevant role on his offense. The Bears backfield, I think, is completely wide open. You've got Roshan Johnson. You also have Khalil Herbert, who was the running back two last year behind David Montgomery. And then you also have uh, Deontay Foreman coming over from the Panthers. Now, I think there's like one clear area where Roshan Johnson will just be able to like step into right away, and that's going to be as a pass catcher. Khalil Herbert has 23 total receptions in his 30 NFL games, and then Deonta Foreman also has 23 receptions in his 42 career games. Now, Roshan Johnson doesn't have like crazy receiving volume over his past three college seasons, but that's because he was pretty much not even in a committee. Like he was just straight up playing behind Bijan Robinson at Texas. But as a freshman, before Bijan was there, he caught 23 passes. So as a freshman in college, Roshan Johnson has the same number of receptions as Herbert and Foreman each have in their NFL careers, which has been two seasons for Khalil Herbert. I believe it's been like five for Foreman, but he's had injuries. So, you know, not totally fair, but 30 games for Herbert, uh, 42 for Foreman. Roshan Johnson equaled their receiving production as a freshman in college. Now, when it comes to rushing volume for Roshan Johnson, I do think that's going to be a little bit of like a tougher path. Both Khalil Herbert and Foreman were actually really strong pure runners last season. Herbert actually led the NFL in rushing yards over expected per attempt. And then Foreman was also in the top 10. But I just think the fact that Roshan Johnson is probably like the most well-rounded back, he's going to be a strong blocker. He's a guy who can play on special teams. He's just someone that is going to find a role in the NFL. So the fact that he can catch passes, I feel like that'll also kind of give him an opportunity to also carve out his own role on the ground. And you know, like who knows what's going to happen with the goal line opportunities. Foreman's a big dude. Roshan Johnson is also a unit. Khalil Herbert was a great runner last year. I just think it's wide open. I think the Bears are going to be a strong rushing attack, and I do think Roshan Johnson has the opportunity to be fantasy relevant this season. And then our fifth and final sleeper running back, it's going to be Kenneth Gainwell. He's currently being drafted as the running back 51, and this is definitely like a deeper sleeper. This is a guy that's going to be picked with like one of your last picks in your fantasy draft. If he even gets picked at all, he's a guy who honestly may just be like sitting around on waivers. Um, I do think that is totally possible. But I do think he has the opportunity to be decently involved this season for the Eagles. When we look at the Eagles running back room, it's pretty much all over the place. We've got Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, and then Trey Sermon. Now, I think if you're just looking at that backfield, you'd probably assume that you have Rashad Penny taking over most of the work on the ground. And then you probably think DeAndre Swift is coming in. He's going to be like the third down back. 
the receiving option. And it's definitely possible that it does play out that way, but I definitely don't think it's like a guarantee that that's how this is going to play out. Rashad Penny is coming off of a fractured tibia. There's no guarantee he's going to be the same guy. And even if he is the same guy that we saw prior to the injury and prior to all his other injuries, Penny has really, really struggled to stay on the field. He has been in the NFL for five seasons. That is 82 potential games he could have played in. Penny has played in 40. He has played in under 50% of his potential games. So Rashad Penny has, I guess, like multiple paths to kind of not paying out here and opening up an opportunity. He could come back healthy and then still end up getting injured. He could come back just not the same guy. And then that role is also just wide open. And then you look at DeAndre Swift. He's clearly a strong pass catcher, but the Lions never trusted him with a significant workload on the ground. Last year, behind Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell is the running back who saw the next most opportunities. He's the guy who has been in the Eagles system, whereas Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift has not. He's going to be heading into year three in the NFL. And Kenneth Gainwell was also very involved in the playoffs. He had 33 carries in three total games also led the Eagles running backs in routes run. So I do think Kenneth Gainwell has the opportunity to be involved in this backfield. He's not going to be the flashy new guy like a Rashad Penny or DeAndre Swift, but I do think he has a path to be involved in this backfield. It is a backfield that's going to be super efficient. They're going to be one of the best running teams in the NFL. And at this point, he's pretty much free in drafts. So, you know, pretty much no risk drafting Kenneth Gainwell. So those are going to be my five running back sleepers. We've got Damian Harris, Devin A. Chain, Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, and then Kenneth Gainwell. How are we feeling about these guys? Do we like the value and price? Are they worth kind of, you know, throwing a dart on in one of the later rounds of your fantasy drafts? Let me know down below, but that is going to uh, wrap it up for this one, and I will see you guys in the next one.